the city All around people looking half dead Walking on the sidewalk harder than a match head But tonight it's a different world Go out and find a girl Come on, come on and dance all night Welcome back to another episode, 161, two, I don't know. Uh, but it's a, a doesn't need a number because it's our first annual or not annual summer edition episode where, Christine, what are we doing? Uh, we're each going to take turns singing Surfing USA at the top of our lungs. Um, I, I like yeah. our listeners. I wouldn't hurt them I that know. way. Why would we do that? Ew. Um, we're going to talk about summer movies? Summer movies! What does that mean? I don't know. Oh, there are a lot of different ways to define it. Yeah. Uh, so we just kind of, you know, it, it is June here. It's June everywhere, but at the moment of recording today, it is, it is June, uh, which means it is summer. And I don't know about you, but there are obviously... There's certain seasonal watches that maybe you do every year, or maybe you just, in summertime, you feel like watching some things. Uh, And there is something, everybody has their own definition of a summer movie, but I wanted to kind of think about what are the movies for us that define or uh, make us celebrate the season. So let me ask you first, do you like summer? Historically, not at all. You're not a hot, sweaty beach person, right? No, I'm not a sun person. <laughs> I I know you're not a not into the beach. I I understand. Um, I used to hate summer. I used to, you know, I didn't like being hot and uh, all of that. What comes with it? Um, but I don't know. Over the years, I've I've come to enjoy it. I've come to enjoy the beach more. Um, I have learned how to apply sunscreen better, which helps quite a bit. So I I look forward to summer now. That's good. I don't approach it with the same dread I think I used to. Mm. Um, and considering moving to a desert climate, I really have to come come to terms with my feelings on the whole thing. I, I mean, there's, it depends the difference between like desert and summer in some cases because of the dry heat and such. It's, so it's true. I, what really I think turned me around was I've had air conditioning for the last like ten years or so, and that that changes everything. It, it really does. Growing up in New England, um, nothing has, there's no air conditioning. Yeah. Um, you don't have it. Nowhere nope. has it. It's not an option. Everything's just tiny, weirdly sized windows. Um, so that really makes it unbearable, especially with the humidity. If you have no escape, it's it's really tough. Yeah, summers, I grew up in Long Island. And so, so we had the beach, but we weren't a big beach family. Uh, the escape to air conditioning was things like going to the movies or going to the mall. Or yeah. basically, you would just plan your day around, okay, where can I go where I don't have to spend money, but where I'm not going to die? And I distinctly remember being in high school, coming home from work, and I worked outside. So I was, you know, in the heat all day. And coming home, and my parents were about to leave. They said, "Oh, we're gonna go see the Hulk, which was the Ang Lee Hulk. Do you want to come?" I'm like, "Yes," because I don't want to see that movie, but I'll be in air conditioning for two hours. Mm-hmm. And those were the decisions I made in life. You had to. You had to make your decision. I mean, there's a there is a movie on here. Oh, no spoilers, everyone. But yes, when I lived in New York um, in the summer, that was it was very common for me to just if I wasn't working during the day to just be like, I'm going to go sit in the movie theater. Yep. Yep. We've, we've all made decisions. We've (laughs) then had to weigh and decide, was it worth it? Or should I have just sweat through my clothing? Ah, decisions. 
So we each picked five movies. We did not share what those five were. So we mm-hmm. may have overlap. We don't know. I have a theory we're going to have one, but I, I could be wrong. Uh, and again, like there's different approaches to this. Did we go? I, I'll i say one thing that I kept having to, because um, I kept writing things down, getting ideas, and then I would pause and say, wait, is that summer or is that just California? So there's a few that went off my list into honorables that I felt like weren't really summer movies. They just happened to be set in California where it always mm-hmm. feels like summer. But it's okay if you, for you, California is summer, then, then that's okay. Uh, yeah, so I had kind of a hard time approaching it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if you said, we've done, like, I think Christmas movies or, like, winter whatever, right? Like, we've, we've at least talked about we've it. Talked about, talked about, yeah. To me, I have a very strong definition of like, what is a winter movie? Mm-hmm. What's a Christmas movie? Hey, what's a Thanksgiving movie? I, I have opinions about this, but if you're like, what's a what's a summer movie? I don't know. I don't watch specific movies in the summer. I don't I don't mm-hmm. relate things to this time of year. So it, I had to kind of think outside the box a little bit. All right. So do you want? With that being said, would you like to tell me? Your first one. Yes. My first one is Jurassic Park. <gasps> yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, now, go for it. <laughs> so I saw Jurassic Park in the theater. Mm-hmm. Who didn't? Who didn't? That was alive <laughs> that year. It's true. My aunt took me and when we went and I, I put it on this list, not because like, oh, it's a movie I relate to summer, but I re- very much remember that theater experience and I was I was off from school and it was it was something that couldn't have happened unless it was summer you Mm -hmm. know sure and and it felt very like special because I didn't go to the movies a lot um unless somebody else took me Mm -hmm. so being like brought to this to this big budget blockbuster I was we were little what were we like 11 I think it was 92 93 so I think it's 93 yeah yeah 11 like Oh, you were 10 because you're a few months younger. (laughs) (laughs) So like, it was cool. I felt like I was in on something. It it felt, it felt very like um, in the know to go see this movie during the day. Like, and my aunt was like, this is where you can run to the bathroom if you want, because nothing's going to (laughs) happen. So she had seen it before. She previewed it for you for the bathroom break. Smart. Yep, and she and and we went, and so I I I think of it. I would never never be like, oh, it's July Fourth. I'm going to throw on Jurassic Park. That's not how it's related in my brain. But when I think about the very the specific of it, yeah, of seeing it for the first time, it feels very uh, summery to me. It's also a great one because it is jungle so it does Mm -hmm. for all you know it it feels like summer they're all in t-shirts and nobody's cold uh and it's a theme park which even though it's not about the theme park opening it feels like something you did in the summertime was Mm -hmm. you would go on an adventure like that so that is a excellent pick and again for those who who weren't maybe alive to go see that in the theater you have to understand what a cool theatrical experience that was because dinosaurs weren't movies for a long time and suddenly they were and they looked real and it was very cool it was very cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'll I'll go my next, my first one. I'm going to take from, um, not, I think it was a year before, but right around that same time, another big budget, um, big hit blockbuster that to this day, I think has an on, probably on par uh, uh, reputation in terms of being kind of universally beloved. And so for me, one of the most important aspects of summer is baseball. 
Uh, mm, I played softball yep. when I was a kid. So every summer when I think of like, what did I do in summer times? Softball was half of it. And baseball movies are always as soon as kind of the calendar starts turning. I'm like, oh, okay, it's my time to watch a baseball movie. And even though I did not see this in the theater, we were on vacation when this movie came out and we, we didn't get to see it until months later on video. But still, it is impossible for me, who has now two cats named Dottie and Kit, to not cite A League of Their Own as one of my favorite summer movies of all time. This is great. I did not even think of it. And I think it's fantastic that you did. Why, thank you. I mean, one could argue, like, baseball isn't just summer. Like, it goes, you know, spring to fall. But you think of, you know, baseball, you associate with summer. And this movie, it's out. they're outside. It's summertime. They're hot. They're sweating. Um, and it's just, again, it is one of my favorite movies of all time. I don't think I need to justify the greatness of A League of Their Own to anybody. It is in that very rarefied list of movies that I think appeal and please everybody every demographic and every type of person if you sit down and watch a leave their own and you are not thrilled i don't know what is wrong with you it's where i will get objective and say something is wrong with you uh and yeah to me baseball is summer so summer is a league of their own it's 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 great it's great i wish i had thought of it that's i did not that's all right i forgive you okay um so i have another one Uh uh-huh uh (laughs) <laughs> it's uh, kind of a similar thing to Jurassic Park. Um, this would be Fright Night, uh, the, the new Fright Night, Fright Night 2009. Oh, say more. Um, so I, be- I personally believe, as have someone who's seen this movie too many times, that it does take place in the winter in Las Vegas, just based on when the sun sets and how everyone's dressed. Okay. But it came out in the sun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I, I have vivid memory of going to see it because I was in New York. It was very hot. I said, I'm going to go get a pedicure and then I'm going to walk to the movie theater. Look at you fancy pants. And I'm going to go see Fright Night. And at the end, I think it was at the end when the credits just started to roll, there was an earthquake. <gasps> I remember and it that was earthquake. The first the first earthquake I'd ever experienced. So um, I have that. I think it was August. I have it very linked in my mind. Fright Night was, literally broke the earth. It did. It did. It was. It was so hot. It shook the <laughs> earth. Colin Farrell is pretty cute in that movie. Yeah. So I. I that is a new modern favorite of mine. And and I and when people are like, oh yeah, it took me. And I'm like, no, I saw it in the theater, and I can tell you the exact <laughs> circumstances. <laughs> So I saw that in the theater. Um, I saw it with our, our friends Erica and Jason Fozzie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I have a, the distinct memory I have of it was um, going, there was a movie theater in Washington Heights that had been rebuilt. And it was the shittiest movie theater I've ever seen anything in to where it was weirdly shaped. Um, like there were bad seats where you couldn't see the full screen, like obstructed view seats. But with Fright Night, um, and also the walls around each theater didn't go all the way up. So you'd be watching Fright Night and you could hear, I think it was um, one of those Robert Rodriguez, Shark Boy, Lava Girl, or Spy Kids movies. Like you could hear it playing next to you. But the best thing about Fright Night, because that was the era of remakes, but also the era of, uh, we don't know if it's going to do well, so let's make sure we have it in 3D. Did you see it in 3D? 
I, I think I did, yeah. Yeah, and th- there is absolutely no reason for that movie to be in 3D, and the movie knows it. But, so every time there was a 3D shot, I remember Jason and Eric, all three of us going with our with our hands at the screen, like moving them frantically and going, 3D! Because it felt like as like the moment of the ping pong ball in uh, Friday the 13th Part 3. Yeah, there's there's some like, why are you shooting at the camera? Why is it? Yeah, there's a... <laughs> There's a lot of that. It, it, it kind of takes you out. You, it's like watching it today on a TV. It's like, oh, why are we doing this? <laughs> I feel the same way about Drive Angry. I forgot that that was in 3D. Did we see we, that together? We saw it together we in did. 3D. Yeah. Yay, in 3D. You could <laughs> not see things in 3D. It wasn't like you had a choice. Most theaters, if they were showing it, you, they were only showing it in 3D. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who directed this Fright Night? looking i i have not seen it since then it's craig gillespie who also did uh oh we did oh wait wait huh huh wait i'm confused fred gillespie suddenly i'm very um it just dawns on me that i have not that's the one that as as you said people have been um sounding the drum for that movie out of nowhere which is good uh i like when things are reevaluated, but i just don't for the life of me remember much about it and i know people People I respect, like you, really like it. And now I'm looking, it's Craig Gillespie, did I, Tanya? Yeah. So I, I, I accidentally said 2009. I was thinking Jennifer's body. 2011. Um, yeah, people were really hard on Fright Night mm-hmm. um, and still are. Um, yeah. Marty Marty Noxon wrote it, and oh. she also wrote um, on Buffy. Yep. And I think that she's tremendous. And, and this this whole the whole movie's about uh, like toxic masculinity. It's about bad men and about Anton who is a good man trying to protect you know his people from all of this terrible like toxic violence it's and and it's coming even from like Dave Franco's character in it like just Mm -hmm. a kid it's all it's it's all very very good and it's still refreshing to see from this movie that's now over a decade old they're still doing stuff that that's not commonly done yeah like the way that that Anton interacts with with people in it you could tell you can tell that it was written by someone who was very thoughtful and then performed by someone who was equally thoughtful mm. <laughs> i owe it a rewatch I, I need to revisit that i would be so curious to hear your yeah, thoughts i will, there's, I will obvi- there's obviously things that are a little imperfect like some of the effects aren't great and like we just joked about yeah, the, the 3D. 3d but like overall it's it's a really solid story well it's funny i forget what we were comparing we were just talking about the the difference. Oh, I was having a conversation with my husband about Marvel movies and how, like, I'm done. I, I don't need to see any more. How I get disappointed when I hear somebody I really like and am interested by is now in that universe because I think to myself, oh, I'm not going to see any of their work for 10 years now because they're going to be yeah. tied up in this. And uh, I was saying, like, how the difference between um, a Marvel movie that just feels like it has kind of no soul anymore and that, like, I say this as somebody who watches a lot of shitty horror movies that, and the Fright Night remake, I'll take as an example of something that, like, there. I hate when people say, like, oh, it was made for money. Obviously, that's a business. Yes, every movie you see was made for money. Mm-hmm. But something like Fright Night, which was a, okay, remakes are hot, we got the rights to this one, here, do it, somebody make this movie. Okay, fine. So it doesn't necessarily come from the, the purest or most inspired place. But within that, how much more interesting room there is that you can have something really different or thoughtful 
even if it also maybe has some shitty CGI or bad 3D or an ending that, you know, the studio had to throw on there. It's still just, there's so much more interesting about that than going to see whatever the next, like, Disney property is. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, it's just another reason I think you and I both love horror so much. For for sure, for sure, definitely. And I also love the original. Like, I don't want to take anything away from the original. Oh, Chris Sarandon, please. I I know, and like a lot of that that stuff that works really well in, in the, in the Marty Noxon version is obviously by virtue of its source material. Like we wouldn't have had sexy uh, Colin Farrell without sexy Chris Sarandon. Like, yeah, like, sure. Yeah. Like I know, I know where my bread is buttered. I understand mm-hmm. why, why the thing I love exists, but um, I prefer the remake at this point. Oh, I know. Yeah. All right. Where do you got? Okay. So we're on the horror train. So I'm going to, um, and if if this this way, I'm also going to put out. The, I think I can say this in confidence: the worst movie that's going to be on either of our list. Oh, um, this goes back. So I watched this movie probably, and I can remember when it would have been. It was like 2018, where it was summertime, and I was having like a rough year. My mother, who has since passed away, and my mom had like her first bout of cancer at that time. So like life was really stressful. And have it, you know, as often happens when anybody is going through stuff, like you can't always concentrate. You can't settle on something to watch because you start watching mm-hmm. something and it just goes in a direction and you're mentally or emotionally not prepared for it. And all I wanted was a good, dumb horror movie. And I found, I think at the time it was on Amazon Prime, I was just kind of flipping around one day and I see the poster and it the movie is called The Sand. And there's a hot chick in a bikini with like a giant hand coming up from the sand, taking her down. And I thought, yeah, this is this is where my brain is right now. I can watch this. And I did. And it was one of those like viewing experiences that I will never forget because for like 80 minutes, because I don't even think this movie made 90 minutes, I wasn't thinking about anything hard in life because I was just watching sand eat people. And uh, this movie is, it is exactly what you think when you see the cover. Um, all It's all hot people. Like, everybody's hot. Everybody's in a bikini or in, like, little shorts and showing off their six-packs. It's a bunch of incredibly unlikable uh, high school teenagers who are partying on the sand. And they all wake up because they fell asleep out there. And it turns out there's some kind of, like, alien invasion under the sand that is, like, flesh-eating and sucking them down. There is wonky CGI, but there's also some, like, kind of cool stuff going on. And it's just a movie about sand-eating people. And when I think of, like, what is, like, the definitive dumb summer horror movie, I think of the sand. And I think, like, this movie had no idea that it was making, doing something for me in that moment. But by golly, it did. And I will always be grateful to The Sand. I love it. I think it's on Tubi now, which feels right. (laughs) I, is, so should I watch it? Or is it? I think so. I mean, I think everybody should watch The Sand at some point in life. It's stupid. Like, I am not going to say this is a good horror movie. But it delivers, like, it sets up, it gives you a bunch of hot people, and you're like, well, I guess they're all going to probably take their clothes off and die. And they do, in brutal ways. Um, I feel like there's, like, one character that they try to make a little likable, but it just doesn't even matter. There's one or two people that you'd recognize. One of the actors from Glee, uh, the guy who played Rachel's boyfriend in college, is in it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want to say, there's, like, not an Arquette but there is somebody 
really random. So this movie is 2015. Um, looking now, and the so now the poster has like a giant tentacle. I don't remember there being tentacles, but I could be wrong. Um, who is it? There's somebody that I thought was an actual actor, but maybe I'm wrong. Oh, Jamie Kennedy! No, I'm I'm oh, not wrong. Jamie Kennedy shows up to get eaten by sand. He plays beach control. I mean... It tells you everything you need to know that Jamie Kennedy yeah. is working on a beach in this horror movie. That's pretty tempting. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, you might have gotten me. I, I do what I can to spread the word of the sand. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, how, do you, how do you follow that, Christine? How do you do it? I, I don't know that I can. <laughs> um, so I have one that I thought maybe there we would have overlap on, but but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a movie. It's a horror movie. Surprising okay. no one. It's a movie that I've actually really come around on cool. in recent years. Like it used to just kind of be there and I used to be fine with it. But I've it has turned into one of my favorite comfort watches, one of my favorite slashers, and one of my favorite takes place on the 4th of July. That would be I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh, no, this is nowhere on my list. Although that is a perfect summer movie, I will say that. (laughs) It just all of a sudden solidified as like this really special thing. And I never felt that way about it. I was always really bored. And I felt like the end of it, it does. The end of it is is not great. It's the the last bit on the boat, if you remember, is, is very anticlimactic to me. But I think everything before Sarah Michelle Gellar, uh, leaves the film oh. is just so good. I, and as soon as you started saying that, I thought to myself, I'm like, you know, there's things I li- like. There's things I like about it being so specifically Maryland in the summer. It has that feel of um, beach and crabs and like a little parade and just those things about it. And then I think of Sarah Michelle Gellar on the parade float, her winning the thing, yep. graduating high school. And you're right. Everything with Sarah Michelle Gellar, especially her hunt scene, mm-hmm. is is top. That is top notch. Yeah, yeah. I I I don't know. I, I I let the end of it, I guess, really pull down. It's kind of hard not yeah. to, right? Like if the last maybe 15, 20 minutes is kind of like not holding attention or not living up to what you just saw, it's kind of hard not to walk out on like a. Uh, well, and no. fundamentally, it's it's a weird plot. It. The script is confusing, right? Yeah, because I, I remember leaving that movie and I saw it when it came out in the theaters. I would have been, I guess, like 16. And I remember walking out with my friend and me, I, I didn't like it. I was complaining. I'm like, I don't know. And all that. And, it, you know, and so who was the killer? And my friend looks at me. She's like, the guy they hit. I'm like, no, no, it wasn't him. It was the brother of the father of the, wait a minute. And I realized neither one of us actually understood who the killer was. Yeah. And I, it, I mean, still to this day, I, I, if I watch it again, I'm like, oh, right, that. And it feels like it's there as a way to get the kids off, right? Because it's like, oh, no, they didn't kill that guy. That guy was killed. And the guy who killed him was the one who was after them, right? Yeah. 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 So it's it's Ben Willis and it's um, somebody's dad. He's he's somebody's dad. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and you, it's, it's really convoluted. <laughs> really. So you're not wrong. <laughs> but there's a beach. Yeah, and it's and it is over. You know, it's it's very you know patriotic. Mm-hmm. There's and and I and I do I do like like all the stuff in the in town, like that seaside town vibe. Completely, feels very, yeah, yeah. That that's the thing that I think sticks in my mind when I think yeah. of that of the, the what it does right and what it does that's memorable for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that's, I know what you did last summer. And funny, because that definitely came out in October. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, it, it, it's, it's, it doesn't matter. Sometimes movies that came out in the summer feel like summer oh, yeah. movies. And then sometimes movies that are actually set in the summer, but come out in the fall. <laughs> well, and that was one of my weird caveats as I was doing this, was I had one movie that I'll throw, I'll talk about in honorable mentions, because it might be on yours, that I was like, oh, this is definitely, like, it's a summer movie, but I can really tell that everybody's very cold. It feels like they definitely didn't film in summer, and that it, yeah. like, it gives me a disconnect between it being summer. Yeah, I, 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 it's sometimes hard to ignore that type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and with that being said, my next one is a movie that I know was not filmed in summer because I've listened to the director commentary where they talk about how cold everybody was constantly. But it's still like it's this is you had summer in your last title. This is one with summer in its title. Uh, a movie that did very poorly when it came out, made under a million dollars. I was one of the few people that saw it in the theater. And I still to this day, that might make my gravestone because not many people can say that. And I was singing its praises from day one and watched it in college so many times that I think we wore off out the DVD. So then we got the next one that included the first and to my knowledge, only movie that comes with its own fart commentary. Mm. And I am talking about Wet Hot American Summer. I, I I fully support this. I've never been one of those people that really connect with mm-hmm. it. Fair. But like I it's definitely fun and it definitely fits this category in like a in like a really obvious, wonderful <laughs> way. It it's so dumb, but it's so brilliantly dumb. Uh, and I I get it, like any comedy is not gonna be for everyone. And this is one of those movies that is very it's stupid funny like there are things that are just dumb and yet I remember seeing in the theater and I've one of those cases where I don't remember I couldn't say that I've ever laughed harder at a movie in a theater and I remember watching like a few years later again I had it on either DVD or VHS and a friend of mine was like dating this guy that they were like early stages and they were over and we watched it and within 10 minutes he was like this is really stupid I was like, yeah, that's kind of the point. And, and then he started like pointing out plot holes and filming. He's like, what? Uh, and I and I immediately I was like, oh, I hate this guy. You better not stay with him. <laughs> and so it's also like, and I remember like they broke up quickly after that. It wasn't because of that. But in my mind, I'm like, that is how you can determine whether someone is cool or not. <laughs> is it, whether they get it. Yeah, I think that's not the movie to be to be like, oh, well, let me get out my notepad. They look kind of old to be camp counselors. <laughs> yes, that's the point. That's why, that's why it's funny. Exactly. <laughs> silly. That's silly. I know. But it's one that, and again, like it bombed when it came out. Within a couple of years, it, it had a big audience. And then like, I mean, Netflix built a dynasty on it, right? They made yep. like a prequel movie and TV series and this and this and this. And so it's now, you know, it's like many things that, you know, we love that suddenly like blew up in different ways, but it's still to me is just a movie that, and it's very summer, it's camp. Um, and I probably quote it, you know, in various ways, at least once a week. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. I, I think I'm going to make it a point to watch it this summer. Yes. It's been a minute since I revisited it. <sighs> All right. I am bad at making lists because <laughs> I will I will make a list and I will say, oh, I have to be honest with this list. Oh. I <laughs> so I have put a movie on here that I don't really like. <gasps> <laughs> but 
but it is to me a quintessential summer movie that happened at a very important time in my life okay. that happened to also be the summer and um and that would be 2012's uh avengers oh okay <laughs> what an interesting pick yeah it um it was it was so he set the scene 2000, 2012 so i saw avengers in the theater and um i i really loved it 2012 christine was a different person I, in fairness, we were all different in 2012, and cinema was very different in 2012. It's true. So for me, Avengers didn't have the the stink of, of a, a decade more of stuff that maybe I didn't really like mm-hmm. um, attached to it. But in two, 2012 and 2011, I was very into the Marvel movies. Sure. Um, so saw that movie in the theater, really in, enjoyed it. I was still very much a Whedon fan at the time as well. Mm-hmm. Um I remember I knew the day it was coming out on Blu-ray. I went to Target and bought it the day it came out. At the time, I was working at the hot dog shop in Austin, and I brought it to work with me to watch it work all throughout my shift. It was, <laughs> I, was, I was so into it, and I was so excited about it. And it ended up being what something, a thing that my then co-worker and now husband um, kind of talked about and bonded over. Because he also, he brought his copy in, and we got confused as to whose copy was who, Aww. and it was all very nerdy and adorable. <laughs> and uh, it's nerdy and adorable. Yeah, I proceeded to watch it like all every day during the summer at work. It was just always on in the background, and it uh, and I started. I became friends with a lot of people online who also liked it and got, became part of that fandom and really was getting into writing again. So mm-hmm. it, was just, it was a really, it facilitated a lot of really cool, important things. But now I don't really even like, I can't even really watch it. It's cringy to me. I mean, that is fascinating. And I, I get that completely because it, it was like, I would never argue when that came out that it did it, did what it needed to do almost without fail there's that was a a project and it had certain things it had to accomplish and i think avengers does the assignment exactly as well as it could have Mm -hmm. and i think it not aging well is like it, it is i haven't watched it in a long time a lot of them have been on uh, to, like when we were flipping around and not paying attention, like we might land on one of those movies to have in the background. Mm-hmm. And I feel like some of the other Avengers movies have been, but not that one. And I, I don't know. I think again, it, the things that didn't age about it, it's not so much. It's just that it just became a movement in cinema and defined this type of cinema that I know for me, I'm not a big fan of. I don't think you are so much anymore. So you see all of the blueprint for it there. So it just makes it that much harder to kind of enjoy today. But that doesn't take anything away from it being what it was when it came out, especially for you in a very personal way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, time does strange things to media, right? Yeah, oh, totally. weird. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. I never would have clocked that one from you. Yeah, I couldn't deny it. I wanted to outline it. That's fair. No. Every time I would think, I'd be like, Avengers. Well, no, you don't like that movie. (laughs) (laughs) But? But it still fits the category. Yeah. All right. So the next one I'm going to say is the one that I assumed you would have on your list. Oh, okay. And maybe you do. Maybe you don't. But I'm talking about another movie that this is, to me, this was, I 
maybe this, I think A League of Their Own came into my head first, but this was immediately after it. Of, I think I know what you're going to say. Because mm-hmm, it is set during the, it is set over the course of the summer. Like it uh-huh. starts the day school ends, it ends right as summer ends. It is a very definitive movie in so many ways. It came out in the theater. I saw it in the theater. Uh, we, I don't know if we had it on VHS or we just would always watch it when it was on. I, again, another movie I quote constantly and a movie that, um, I think because of who it was aimed at, which was teenage girls, was never that respected or kind of didn't get the props it should have when it came out. But because there are some good things about the internet, we've had the time to collectively agree that a masterpiece of 90s cinema is Don't Tell Mom, The Babysitter's Dead. I I didn't even think of it until there are like three or four I didn't even think of till you started Mm -hmm. saying things. And then I was like, oh, I I missed a whole little little corner of my brain where some of these are put away. I didn't even think of it. It's perfect. It's a perfect pick. It's a perfect summer pick. Yeah. Because, and again, this is one where I'm like, wait, is it California? No, no, no. It's summer in California. Completely. So good. It's Mm -hmm. so good. Yeah. Um, I say I'm right on top of that rose. In, if I don't say it out loud, I say it in my head every day at work whenever I'm not right on top of it, Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I know for you, like you and I both, I think it was very, um, it was, you know, it, it's a teenage girl playing adult in a world that we didn't really get a window into. It was the working girl of the 90s, basically. And it's got so many just completely memorable things. And also... Like, today when I watch it, it very much for me is like, oh, yeah, summer. Like, when you get it, like, summertime often, I know for a lot of people, is your first time getting a job, right? When you're a teenager and you're, you know, in high school, okay, I can go get a job now and work every day. Like, maybe I was mowing lawns or babysitting, but now I have a job that I go to during the week every day. And it's such a, like, great kind of preview of that of what that means Mm -hmm. uh because it's because of the fashion element it it has such a like bubbly bright feel that it does feel like summer uh there's the beach scene like they they go you know they're they go on dates on the beach like there's so much about it that just to me just screams summer so such a good pick such a good movie and not on your list. So what was your next one? Is are we up to your last one now? This is my last (gasps) one. And I'm good I'm going to cheat a little, but not really. It's a combo. I'll allow so, it. So when I, there was one year, and I don't know, you could probably triangulate which one it was, but I was very young. And we were, we were home from school. It was the summer, obviously, as this list dictates. But, but it was every day we had like the same patterns. We would do the same things. And I don't know why children do that when they're of a certain age. But we would, my sister and I would, we would get up. We would walk to the store with my mom. We would each pick out a little 25 cent bag of chips for for later, for lunch for later. We would walk back before it got too hot. And then we would settle in and we would either watch The Little Mermaid or Labyrinth every single day. I get it. For three months. Yeah. um, I did not have that same routine, (laughs) but I probably watched both of those movies the same amount of time over that same course of year. Yeah, we were every day mm-hmm. we would come back, my mom would make us lunch, we would open our little bags of chips, and we would watch either of those. <laughs> <laughs> and it just that's why I know parts of Labyrinth by heart. Yep. 
that's why I don't even really like The Little Mermaid, but I can tell you every detail about it, and I can sing you every song. Mm-hmm. They were just always on, nonstop. So I know you don't swim, so you probably are one of the few women of our generation who don't, anytime <laughs> they go into the water, immediately <laughs> pretend to be Ariel, because I still do, and I'm 41 years old. No, I never, I mm-hmm. never have. I think I would be really afraid of drowning. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's a natural thing that will come, yeah. Maybe one day. I hope to have a pool someday, so I'll practice. Yes, because you have to do the, um, there's a few things you do, like you go underwater and this way your hair can get like all crazy like she does, but then you have to do the, when you come up from the water, um, you have to do the, like, the stretch, the down, it's like, not the downward dog, what would that, what would that yoga position be? When your arms are down, is the down dog? I think maybe. Where like you thrust your chest up to the heavens and, you know, as if you're uh, holding a big note. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I can't snake or I don't know, something like that. <laughs> but yes, I have to practice though. De- definitely. Definitely. Um, it's funny. I, I wouldn't think of, again, Labyrinth to me doesn't scream summer, but if it's a movie you watched every day in the summer, then yep. by, by all means. It, it definitely does in that regard. Yes. Nice. Nice. All right. So my final and my official list, um, this one it took me time to come to because I was thinking, I'm like, I'm missing a horror movie. I'm missing like an actual good summer horror movie aside from the sand. <laughs> and then I, I was like thinking through and one came to me. I'm like, oh, a hot movie. Because that's the other thing. I'm like, am I just thinking of movies that are temperature hot? And I'm like, no, no, no. This one's like definitely, I don't even know if it's set in the summer, but everybody is sweating in this movie so profusely. And then I, as I was thinking about this movie, um, one of those, you know, Twitter conversations that everybody was partaking in came out of... What is the first movie you saw in the theater or you remember seeing in the theater? And I thought to myself, I've always thought my answer to that was Little Shop of Horrors, which came out in December of 1986, because I know I went to see that in the theater. I remember being in the car and playing with my toys. Um, I had a Care Bear, the the, um, lamb, and I had Thumper from McDonald's. They were doing a Bambi release, and I had Bambi, Seymour, and Audrey. So So I always have a really strong memory of that. But then I thought I had to like take a minute and be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know I've seen this other movie in the theaters and I'm pretty sure it came out in the summertime. Oh, and then in doing the research, realized not only did it come out in the summertime, no, it is blatantly set in the summer because the, uh, I think it's actually, I can't remember if it's the opening or the closing credits that tell you the date and it's July 19th. And I am talking about the summer release of Maximum Overdrive. That's a good one. It also has baseball in it. Yeah. There's a baseball a team. They die brutally in one of my favorite murder scenes of any horror movie. Yeah, I I recently rewatched this like uh I think 2019 right before like right towards when covid stuff started to happen, so it was cuz it was one of the last times we went to like a special screening, like in a different theater. So I got to see it on the, oh, the big, big screen. screen with people. Yeah. Oh. yeah. With people. And it was, I, it was easily the most I've ever liked it. I never had a problem with it. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not one of those people that like think it's, I understand what it is and I enjoy it for what it is probably because I saw it as a kid for the first mm-hmm. time. So there's something is, there is something very childlike about it. 
Oh, yeah. It's, it's a very broad, cartoonish movie in a lot of <laughs> it's ways. It's a very ridiculous movie. <laughs> but, but seeing it with people, it really did bring back that, like, oh, this is just, this is, can just be a joyful thing because it's so silly. And it's, it's so over the top. And yep. yes, I know there was cocaine involved. Uh, I know that there was some very <laughs> irresponsible filming that did lead to the, um, like physical disability of a crew member like that that's very bad and i will not defend that uh but the final product is just so stupid but committed to like one of my favorite things how seriously some of the actors are taking it like nobody told the kid in that movie what kind of movie he was in so he's just giving like a river phoenix performance and it makes everything else so much greater uh and again i think of it as summer because it is a hot sweaty movie it is summertime we know it's july kids are playing baseball and getting killed by soda machines while playing baseball uh (laughs) i will always went up in the theater oh my god i would love to see just that entire scene just just that scene (laughs) in a theater full of people and i would i would die happy they loved it especially if i if i died by soda can that day it would be all the more bliss at that point Uh, oh, it's because so, it's also it has a hit in the nuts joke too, right? Because the soda machine first it hits the guy in the head and then it hits him in the nuts and then it kills him and mm-hmm. all of that, all of that. How can you not love a movie like that? Um, but there is like a not overly sex scene, but there is a you know romantic scene between Emilio Estevez and uh, the female yep. love interest, and they're so fucking sweaty. <laughs> like, I still remember watching and being like, God, they just they look really sweaty. Um, yeah. It's a thing of beauty. It's terrible, it's but I love it. It's special. Yes, indeed. Uh, so those were my five. Those were your five. Should Woo! we go through some of the movies that came close but did not make the cut? Yeah. Do you want to do them all at the same time, or do you want to do it one, uh, alternating? Um, I don't know. Did you have, like, any system of organizing your runners-up? Not really. Okay. Then uh, throw me at, throw one to me. I'll throw one to you. Okay. So I this is probably just a, a, a temperature cop-out, but I did have road games on my list. I don't know when it takes place, but mm. it, it, it's deserty and outbacky, so it feels dusty and hot. <laughs> well, and Australia movies are tricky because uh, summer is flipped, yep. right? Summer is cold yep. in Australia, so there's always that fine line of trying to figure it out. But definitely road games is something that, that I feel that like windblown, dusty summer mm. feeling when I watch it. Yep, I get that. I get that. Um, I had, I guess, I'll go through the the two that were California movies to me that I was like, oh, these are summery. But then I'm like, no, they're just, they scream California. Uh, and that was The Lost Boys and Us, mm-hmm. um, which is very so also. Good. Yeah. yeah. And Us is very much like uh, inspired by The Lost Boys in terms of like visuals. Yeah, um, yeah. But both of them, I'm like, I don't know. They're not, they don't say summer to me, so. No, that those are really good though. I didn't even think I told you I had a really hard time with this. There's stuff I didn't even think of. This is not on my list, but I thought of Field of Dreams when yes. we were talking about yep. this. And I also thought of again, not on my list, but Stand By Me, which are two totally valid things that I didn't put on my list. Oh yeah. So Stand By <laughs> Me was the one that I kept debating. Um, because Stand By Me is one of my favorite all time films. It's in my top yep. ten. And even though it is, again, it's it's very much summer, like the whole end credit, the whole narration of the summer I was 12. Yep. But there is something about that, I think, because it's a movie I've watched so many times all year. And exactly, maybe it's, yeah. It, yeah, that it just, even though they're camping, they're hiking, it's clearly summertime. There's something that feels very fall about it to me, and I don't know why. I definitely watched it a lot in, like, more like fall Thanksgiving mm-hmm. fa- family e times for some reason. My mom really liked it. That's probably why. So um, 
Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. So I didn't even come into my head to add until you started talking about like uh, um, League of Their Own and Don't Love mm-hmm. a Babysitter's Dad. And I'm like, oh, there's all these movies I didn't even think of. Yep, yep. But on my list is um, another, again, kind of cough out just because it's so hot, but um, The Ruins is, yeah. m- is my ultimate, like, I'm baking in the sun movie. Yep, yep. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a very good one. Ooh, so almost time for a rewatch, I think. We, maybe we should do that one because I haven't watched that in years. I'd be able to watch that again. I would love again. to. Yeah. We should, okay. Let's, we'll talk off off mic. Okay. Uh, off mic. Another horror movie that that just the only reason I didn't put it on my list was because it was just on my scariest movie list. But Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, so I didn't even think. <laughs> I was, I <laughs> Don't get angry. It's okay. No, I went to a fugue state. I get it. I get it. No, I know. It's. I mean, it, Texas Chainsaw. Like, it's. It is so hot and gross and sweaty and summery, yep. but I'm like, I've just talked about it on my other big list, so I decided not to. That's that's a great one. Yeah. Um, and then I have one more, and it is it is the anti-summer movie. Ooh. It's the movie you put on in the summer because it's too hot mm-hmm. and you're upset about it, and that would be the thing. Nice. <laughs> it's so cold in that It's so movie. cold. But hey, it's Antarctica, so for all you know, it's July. It's July and I don't know. Yeah, I like to put on sometimes like a wintry movie to be like, hey, it won't always be like totally, this. totally. And I do the same in in winter. Sometimes I want like a beach movie. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like a, like a nice something bright and yep, <laughs> not oh, yeah. not not snowy and icky. What uh, else you got? So I had a few more. So the one that I had on my list until the last minute because then I thought about a detail of it where I'm like, wait a minute. Uh, this movie, kids are still in school in this movie, and even if it's, and it's set in New York, where kids are in school until the end of June, so I have a hard time knowing if it's summer or not, so um, even though it opens with, hot town, summer over in the city, uh, the best summer New York movie, which is Die Hard with a Vengeance. <laughs> so, um, one of my friends has recently said that they, they listen to this uh, podcast and when I said what our next topic was, um, this was the movie he, nice. he yelled out. Nice, <laughs> nice. He is now my friend as well. I I love Dark Dark of the Vengeance is probably my favorite Die Hard movie. I can I can put it on and if if it is on TV, I'm it's great, good, leave it on. Uh, and it's hot and it's sweaty and it's summery, but again, school's in session, so it's got to be I don't know. It still could be the end of June, but like it doesn't feel like it's the end of June because schools by like kids are still actively everybody's in school so some schools end earlier so i i don't know it didn't feel right to me to call it summer because i don't know if they say the date so i that i've been wanting to watch some of the diehards that weren't one and two Mm -hmm. like the two that i've seen like a million times um this might be this might push me to it i'll suggest it and it's such a good new york movie yeah, because I, they run the gamut of New York. Yeah, I, I, I miss it sometimes. So mm-hmm. I'm always I'm always looking to revisit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A big one. Um, a few more I had. I debated because there's so the next one. I'm like, well, it's definitely summer because summer camp is a huge element of it. But I always instead think of this as a Thanksgiving movie. And that's Adam Fa- Adam's Family Values. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, the summer camp stuff is great, but again, I think of it more as Thanksgiving. Um, And then just a few more. So another one that's more beach and not necessarily summer is A Perfect Getaway. Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. Great. Yep. Yep. One one of the best 
one of the best movies that didn't still is not getting the attention it deserves. No, it's such a good movie. Yeah. Uh, one that I was another one that I thought might show up in your list, and this was the one that I think I'm like it's so summer. It's it's summer camp, but it doesn't feel like it's summer. It feels like it is an our very artificial summer, mm-hmm. and that is Final Girls. I, I did actually think of that too, but yeah, you're completely right. It does. There's nothing about it that makes me feel summery, yeah. which I get is very ironic because it's summer camp. Um, yep. Yeah, I thought about like you know the classic Friday the Thirteenth, like Camp Crystal Lake stuff too, and none of that feels particularly summer because most of them take place before the kids show up so it feels like it's the week before summer or the week before like actual summertime yeah and they always seem cold the only one i that's so true the only one i did think of was the burning Mm -hmm. um that feels very summer campy to me but the uh, i don't know something about it kept me from from considering it for this list because Mm -hmm. i don't again i don't even though it is very summery and very like they're going on like a, a kayak ride. Like they're in the water. It's yeah. summery. I, I just doesn't hit summer for me in my brain because when they're running through the woods, it really doesn't feel, I don't know. But yeah, it feels no. like fall. And also like, I don't <laughs> love that movie. So, and I don't yeah. of all the Friday the 13th. Like there's some that I like more than others. A part six is probably one of the ones, one of my favorites, but mm-hmm. I don't love it more than don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. It's true. It, this, it, this is always a thought ex- exercise. Oh yes. Like, like what? Do, what does it mean to me? And what are mm-hmm. my like criteria? Yeah, that's why the the last two I had. One is a movie that I I've always had a fondness for, but it's been a really long, long time since I watched it, and that's Summer School with Mark Harmon. Yeah, uh, just a good time, but it's been way too long for me to speak on it. And then the last one was um, so it was one that. It, it is definitely a summery movie, but again, it might just be because there's a Hawaii element to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as much as I love this movie, I don't love it as much as its first film, and that is a very Brady sequel. We watched these again recently, and they're both very good. I was... I, maybe we'll talk about this when we uh, inevitably talk about the Barbie movie, but I was weird obsessed with the Brady Bunch movie when it came out. I saw it in the theater three times. Um, I was Jan Brady for Halloween that year. And I, like, we had to do, uh, for a health class, we had to do uh, some kind of, like, speech in front of the class about, like, drugs or some some health class topic. We were, we were in seventh grade. And I instead did all the music to the Brady Bunch and made my friends who actually participated in it like we just rewrote all the words to Brady Bunch movie songs and and sang them so yeah I have a lot to say about the whole Brady 90s renaissance uh and at the time I didn't love it when I saw a Brady sequel in the theaters I didn't love it Mm -hmm. I have since come around on it and I think it is very smart um but it just doesn't hold that same place that a Brady Bunch movie does which is set during the school year so I can't say it's summer I never, I don't think I knew you had such a... <laughs> that I was I, such I, a weirdo. I was going to say fixation, but mm-hmm. I'm not, that's not fair. I, it's such an interest, such a robust interest. Yeah, it was a weird time. Uh, if you remember, the 90s ha- were suddenly very obsessed with the 70s, which yes, happens, you know, every, that's the cycle. Uh, mm-hmm. And so Brady Bunch was on TBS all the time. That was right when those, like, I love the 60s, I love the 70s shows started coming on. If you went to a mall, like, bell bottoms were back in style, Mm -hmm. like, all of this. And I found, like, the kitsch of the Brady Bunch went a long way with me. And when that movie came out, I went to see it, and I'm like, this 
is the funniest thing in the world. And I still will stand by that. I, uh, oh, it absolutely it's is. brilliant, that Brady Bunch movie. Uh, and it, yeah, it, it defined, if I had to think of like, what was your style in seventh grade? Jan Brady. That is so funny. Uh-huh. You are so cool. <laughs> if only all the other kids saw that back then. I, I think you're so fucking cool, Emily. Oh, thank you. And again, <laughs> I never got bullied. Like, let me, let me for the record say, I never got bullied for any of this. So I guess, you know, I, I was not, uh, you know, class president, but I should have, like, if I was me, like, I would have beaten me up. But no, like, people seem to be cool with uh, Brady Bunch retro, so... How fun. I know. Yeah. So those, I guess, were our movies of summer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've got some inspiration on some things. Yeah, to same here. Uh, we, and I think we have some ideas for future episodes. So all of that Ooh. is exciting. Um, okay. So with that being said, um, Christine, you have books, you have articles, you have stuff. Tell people where to find all that. Yeah, I'm I'm still on Twitter at xteen underscore makepeace. Uh, I am also on Blue Sky now. Uh, if you're on Twitter, you can just look and there's a thing. Um, but also I have a website. It's just my name. I'm pretty easy to find. And you can read my stuff. That would be cool. Emily, what do you have going on? Um, usual stuff over at deadlydollshouse.com. Just me writing about horror movies. And then Woo! if you are in Brooklyn, uh, July, Thursday, July 6th. I want to say, should have looked at the calendar first. Maybe it's the seventh, maybe it's the fifth. Let's see how quickly I can find a calendar to figure out what day this is. July. Uh, yeah, Thursday, July 6th, uh, Nighthawk Cinema in Brooklyn. Uh, there is a Kevin Geeks Out show, which is a variety show where a bunch of people tackle a broad topic and speak specifically on it. And the topic is Shakespeare. And Ooh. I will be talking about something I love dearly that is very not summer based figure skating oh that's very fun someday i'll get back to that city to go see one of those those were so fun good Good times yeah all right so folks we'll put all these notes in the show note things i guess that's what they're called and we'll be back in a few weeks with something else we don't know what we'll find out have a good summer yes wear your sunscreen everybody oh please do Under the sea Come with me (laughs) The sea wind is always greener In somebody else's leg You dream about going up there But that is a big mistake Just look at the world around you 